What is up, everybody? This is Patrick C. Huerta. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Just want to do a quick introduction uh, on of the newly named podcast. It is now uh, was WAP was what another podcast. Now it is the Babacoa Core podcast. That's right. It is the Babacoa Core podcast. Uh, so spread that hashtag Babacoa Core. Uh, that name came from a, a, an inside joke uh, while I was jamming with uh, my, my brothers in the signature. Uh, you know, people would ask us, you know, what type of music do y'all play? What kind of sound do you have? You know, stuff like that. And we were all influenced by different stuff. Um, the sound of that band, it was, you know, alternative, alternative rock, um, indie emo uh there's some heaviness in there uh and then there's some slow stuff a little twangy stuff in there it was a mixture of all different types of stuff so uh people would ask and as a joke i was like it's it's babacoa core you know something san antonio something texas something southern uh you know just joke babacoa core and we even were gonna make shirts about it we, it was a joke that we went out uh, that never happened. So just thinking about it the other day, looking back on it the other day, um, I was, it hit me again, you know, Babacoa Core. And I, I, I still think it's funny. Um, you know, so I just thought I'd change the name, have it, uh, the podcast name be a little something more catchy or just something I could have a little bit more fun with, uh, you know, as the time goes on. Uh, and I have a little tag to it too, you know, just uh, chewing the fat with Patrick C. Huerta. You know, people come on, we just talk some shit. It's just a conversation. Uh, you know, they talk about whatever they want, uh, talk about what they got going on, uh, just chewing the fat. Baba Koa Core. So, just wanted to do a quick introduction on that. Uh, on this episode, uh, I sat down with Gabe Mendez of CBDB. Uh, he went into detail about his brand, his products. Um, and he's very passionate about this. And, uh, you know, these two guys, is, it's him and his cousin. Um, they know a lot about CBDB, uh, the benefits, um, and they know a lot about their products that they're, that they're distributing. So, um, yeah, you got to catch them, follow them uh, on Instagram, on Instagram.com uh, backslash mycbdb. Uh, or check out their website uh, www.mycbdb.com uh, they're always doing pop-up shops uh, they'll uh, jump on shows that are happening uh, I believe March 10th they're doing a show um, the, the, the information will be on their Instagram uh, I always catch them at Brick uh, Sundays at the Brick uh, go and check them out and ask questions about this uh you know whatever products they got going on uh so yeah i'm a big supporter of them uh i will continue to be a big supporter of them of, of cbdb and uh you know give them a shout out every chance i get uh whenever they have a show coming up i'll let you know about it uh but i advise you all to go ch follow them on instagram so y'all keep up to what's going on with them uh also uh, if anybody's interested in uh, Lyft, you know, the, the ride uh, service, um, if you have not signed up for Lyft, uh, you could get a $20 ride credit 
uh, if you download the Lyft app and you use my referral link, uh, it'll be uh, you know www.lyft.com backslash i backslash Patrick two seven six zero seven zero. So yeah, you can download that. Uh, it's the most affordable ride in town, and terms do apply on that. If you uh, are looking to drive for Lyft, you know, you could get up to $300 by driving with Lyft in San Antonio. Uh, if you're interested in that, apply at uh, com backslash drivers backslash Patrick 276070. Terms apply on that as well. Uh, check it out. Uh, I, I use Lyft. I drive for Lyft. Uh, my wife uses Lyft, and uh, I, I prefer that she uses Lyft because Lyft does background checks on all their drivers. So um, we'll use, you know, we'll use both ride share services, but uh, I prefer Lyft, especially uh, for my wife who rides uh, by, by herself sometimes. So, yeah, uh, use those codes, uh, get a discount, use those codes, and sign up to earn $300 uh, st w when you start driving for Lyft. All right, uh, that's it for now. Just want to do a short introduction, you know, sponsors, shout outs, you know, all that stuff. I got to make that money somehow, right? Um, enjoy this episode. Uh, th this guy is very talented, very smart, very motivated. And uh, I appreciate him coming in and sitting down with me uh, and talking about, you know, his, his brand, his shop. We also talked about music, and uh, he has some shows coming up with his two different projects that he's, he's in. Uh, so check it out. Follow him, follow him on Instagram, uh, hashtag BabacoaCore, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, here we go. everybody welcome to another episode my name is patrick c huerta today i'm sitting down with uh, gabe mendez of uh -huh. cbdv yeah how What's you doing on, pat you doing good on. thanks for having me man presence yeah. of present thanks for having me yeah yeah yeah. uh so we're here to talk about your business the cbdv yeah uh i first ran into you i think it was super bowl sunday okay super bowl sunday and what caught my eye was that that logo that you got oh yeah yeah yeah. you know uh let's talk about that your choice of the logo and, okay. and the business is what how when did you get started yeah so uh cbdb's the logo for people that don't know is uh basically kind of a spinoff of cbgb's which was really popular in the you know uh late uh 70s into the early 80s into all the way up to new millennium um, but for the Lower East Side of Manhattan, it basically was like an alternative uh, for people to go and get their fix um, who wanted something different, who wanted something that would actually, you know, be able to, you know, get their get, get their stuff off or, you know, be able to, um, 
give them something they couldn't find really on the mainstream. And that's basically what CBDB is, is, you know, uh, we're basically an alternative to traditional medicine, you know, and I say that as humble as can be, you know, um, and it's definitely very new to uh, a lot of different states, including Texas. And we're happy to be able to have, you know, options that are just, you know, natural. And that's really what it's about is having like a natural alternative uh, boutique, you know, with a certain type of products that might be able to enhance your life or, you know, get you uh, a little bit more comfortable and easier going, you know. So break it down a bit. What exactly is CBD? So CBD is basically cannabidiol, and it's basically already all in your body. Um, it's a smart um, chemical that is able to go into your body that's natural. Um, it gives you a stimulant uh, therapeutic-wise. It's not going to be any psychoactive effects. It's going to be all uh, focused on your body. So uh, a, a lot like whenever you do uh, participate in cannabis or marijuana, um, you do get you know the head high along with the body high. That allows you to be a little bit more easier going, you know, no aches and pains. Um, and that's, that's, that's basically the element of CBD. Um, everybody looks for uh, THC uh, primarily in these tests. Um, in the future, that may change. Um, but basically, uh, CBD is going to be all focused on your body elements, allowing you to be a little bit more kind of easier going and um, you know, get rid of some inflammation and some pain. That's kind of the biggest thing that we've been seeing uh, with you know, Colorado, Oregon, and you know, uh, California and uh, their success in you know, the marijuana industry. And it's only been a matter of time since it was going to get to San Antonio, you know, and Texas. And uh, sure enough, we've been making our products out of Houston, Texas, and we've been doing really, really well with trying to introduce uh, certain products to implement and uh, be a little bit better in your life. Yeah. So how, and how long you been doing CBD? So I've been selling CBD products for over two years. And um, I actually, prior to this, was doing electronic cigarettes um, since 2012 with a friend of mine who I met when I was working in uh, radio. I did radio for 10 years with Clear Channel. Um, and we did a lot of different, you know, um, transitions as far as getting rid of, rid of people, organization of the, you know, co companies, getting rid of uh, certain people. And my buddy was one of the people I ever first saw, um, you know, smoking an electronic cigarette. And that's uh, kind of what got me into, you know, being curious about electronic cigarettes. My mom was a heavy smoker. I've hated cigarettes since I was young. And I just wanted to get my mom onto it, you know, uh, along other things that I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, figure out in the future. Um, about you know vaping in general, and uh, he bought into a company called Joytech from uh, Japan uh, in China. I'm sorry, in China, and he also brought in a couple of Japanese companies too that were had like certain e-juices at the time, which was really really um, new to to America. And he kind of brought a lot of these options over here, and uh, we just started selling electronic cigarettes. So um, I went on and off with helping him out, along with doing other things, uh, personal like. Uh, career things. I did DJing for a while, so I did a lot of touring uh, during that time. But in my spare time, I would sell electronic cigarettes. And then um, after I lost um, my grandmother, I kind of really focused on trying to prolong my mom's life by getting her off of cigarettes. So I started doing a cigarette game pretty heavily. So every time I'd go and DJ, I started just you know slanging electronic cigarettes. And uh, we opened up a store in San Antonio called Thanks for Vaping that did really, really well. Oh, yeah. um, and then we opened up another location. And then uh, when you open up the next location, I was like, man, I really need you like full time. Like, I need you to come with me. And we're going to open up a third location. So we opened that out in uh, shirts or out there in uh, a little one out there in uh, was at the Forum Point uh, in Selma, and uh, it was actually it was it was it was cool, man. We had a good time uh, being out there, but it just took so long for us to get all up and running that it really hurt um, us as a company because you know it's man, it, it costs a lot just for rent alone. So we were out there and we did it, you know, for probably like half a year, and then they ended up regulating the industry. And with every uh, regulation comes a lot of new guidelines and stipulations for your business to actually, you know, abide by. So it kind of took a big uh, toll. We ended up uh, kind of downsizing to one store, got rid of two stores.
stores and then a big segue process came so um, the guys who I originally worked with were doing all my juices we would make you know 15 different flavors everything as you could think of an electronic cigarette from like blueberry waffles to tiger's blood which is like that Mexican snow cone emulation with you know you got the sandia with the you know watermelon with the coconut on the exhale so I was really into like trying to make flavors as far as like I wanted you to be able to love this and get rid of cigarettes you know and I helped a lot of people along with my buddy Randy Sterling get people off of cigarettes and that's basically what it was about you know and my mom got into it and I would try to get her into it uh, as much as possible my mom was like me and I get my hustles mentality from my mama um, but she would I would buy my mom a cigarette and it would basically be an electronic cigarette and she would go and sell it and I was like what happened to your cigarette she's like oh you know I sold it you know my friend like wanted to buy it from me and I'm like I need another one so then I was like started loading my mom up on them and then I started loading my friend's mom up on them little Susie uh, she would go to the bingo hall you know little Filipino lady slanging all these these cigarettes and I was like man it was like it was like Avon it was crazy you know and basically what I did with all these people was uh, I'm gonna do the same thing with with this new avenue you know and it's basically CBD and it's the new wave and people don't know about it you know and it's it, it feels really good to be able to you know feel good about having a product that you know that's gonna be able to like help people be a little bit more easier going especially the way the world's going today you know yeah uh-huh so uh, yeah we got all types of products that I'm rolling out of Houston Texas um, with a partner of mine who we've been doing really really well we just released this PMS cream check this one out right here I brought this one for you to check out uh, that one is one, probably one of my most you know talked about items um, you know everything that I have I try you know but this I can't try so I had to get it into all these ladies hands so that they can tell me you know hey does this really work you know um, and there's a lot of different um, you know really good essential liquids and uh, oils that are inside that product that allow you to get rid of your cramping and fatigue uh, as far as you know bloating you know during those times of month uh, so that's one of our really really big sellers um, but yeah man I got into this because all be just trying to help people prolong their lives so I would go to conventions and I met somebody that helped me roll out this product along with a couple other products that we'll talk about later um, and since then it just was like man a matter of time and I just got tired uh, once we sold the company, I stayed with the guy who bought the company. We did a couple of conventions, um, sold a whole bunch of juice for him, brought his company back to life. And I was like, well, it's time to go and do my thing again. So, yeah. you know, what's the next thing? Let's go and jump this. I'm not a stagnant type of person. And that's one thing that I always have, you know, tried to instill in my family and my little brother, you know, specifically is, man, don't get comfortable, you know. It's not uh, It's not anywhere in day and age where we should be comfortable as individuals, you yeah. know. Um do everything you can, you know, you got five different fingers, let's do five different hustles, you know what I mean? It's clockwork, like, um, so that's why when people, you know, follow me and they see me with everything that I do, that's what it is, it's clockwork, and basically the CBD has been, you know, a whole nother, you know, endeavor on its own, it's done so well that it's been, you know, taking up all the clock, and it's definitely been working, so yeah. we're really happy with all these products, um, but basically through electronic cigarettes, I found the right people, and I believe you meet everybody for a reason, and I met with the right people who, you know, had a plan, you know, God's plan, you know, cue, yeah. the, cue the Drake song. Let's go. So you're all about, uh, <laughs> you know, what's better, better for your health. You yeah, know, man, for sure, health. for sure. You know, growing up as a, you know, a hardcore kid and finding out about, you know, um, you know, bands that had better lifestyles, you know. Um, like the straight edge. Right. And it's all about being self-conscious and being self-motivated to be, a, you know, the ultimate person you can be, you know, like, you know, bands like Shelter, bands like Gorilla Biscuits. I love Gorilla Biscuits. I have, I have Gorilla Biscuit, you know, a gorilla tattooed in my armpit, you know, I'm, I, I love it, you know, and it's the main thing is trying to offer something that would be able to help people be a little bit more better in long term, you know, it's healthy choices, you know. 
Um, have you ever seen What the Health? That uh, it's like on Netflix. It's like a documentary. What the Health? It sounds familiar. Oh my gosh, that will ruin your life, bro. You won't eat meat for a while. But when I was younger, I stopped eating meat because I was all in the hardcore music. My family looked at me like I was kind of crazy when I showed up at Thanksgiving, and my dad had a tofurkey for me. But, uh, you know, uh, shout out to my pop. <laughs> yeah, somebody tried to show me that one because, uh, you know, I, I went on that uh, that keto diet. Oh, yeah. Pretty much just just meat. Well, meat and veggies. You got to get your healthy you dose of veggies in there, too. But it was mostly like meat, and they're like, oh, well, you should check this out. But, man, right. like you could find any type of... Uh, like a documentary that will change your mind on something else, you know, like without a doubt, wheat is bad, meat right. is bad. So you just gotta like, you gotta watch them. I, it's I'll all watch propaganda, them. man. Yeah, because what are they pushing? You know, right. what are they trying to push? Right. You know, and uh, uh, just like side note, like the whole reason why I did the keto diet is because my doctor wanted to put me on like antidepressants yeah, and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I was pre-diabetic, so they wanted to put me on meds for that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't want to do pills. You know, I don't want right. to do any, anything. I don't want to like have to like. Uh, you know, be on medications or something that I need when I could like fix it myself. So I read about like you know different ways of eating and stuff. You know, I lost like eighty pounds. Oh my gosh, great for uh, you! You know, but my, my 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 the way I thought was better. You know, yeah. I was a little bit depressed. I wasn't like you sure, know, but uh, but it helps with depression, man. Tell yeah, me about it. Eating better like helps with depression. And man, all this stuff. It changes without all a that doubt, stuff. without a doubt. Uh, so when I see people like with the CBD, I hear about CBD. Well, you hear about it like. In, in LA, LA podcasts and all that stuff. So I didn't realize that it was available here. Right. So when I saw your table, I was like, "Oh wow, you know, I got it. I got to check this out." Right. Right. And uh, you know, you you and uh, your partner, what's your partner's name? Again? Marcel. 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 Yeah, it's my cousin. Uh, yeah. Oh, your cousin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, y'all y'all are very educated on this stuff, and y'all uh-huh. y'all know exactly what to tell people. You know, you're not you're not bullshitting anybody. Right. And you let them know like this is what you, you were here for. You know, a better uh, a better option. Right. For healthy living and all that stuff. Yeah, that's basically what it is, man. And, you know, it's been such a pleasure to be able to go ahead and introduce that. And that's the reason why we stayed away from having a store. Because, you know, you drive around, you see CBD dispensary or CBD dis- here, you know, or whatever they try to get you in with. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like it has to be, you know, authentic. It has to be genuine. And you got to be with the people. And But people are really out in the streets. So I could either be stagnant and be in a position where I'm in a store not getting any traction. Or I could be out here with the people. People getting them informed about what's up, you know, and that's what it's about, you know, and you meet, you know, activists in the city, they out and about with the people, you know, and that's something that I really learned by doing some politics here in San Antonio is that you got to get out here and you got to talk one on one and CBD's to the point where it's not regulated yet. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these shops are starting to get the hits where, you know, they come into your establishment and they'll go and take everything you got. Now, if you don't have a store, you can't come in with, you know, something like that, you know, to a certain degree. Eventually, that will change. Everything will change. It's only a matter of time. But it's about being able to go ahead and get people, you know, properly informed. Um, And fortunately, it's going to come to something like that. Until then, we're going to keep riding the wave and be able to, you know, do products that are different, you know. This this is PMS right here. We're focused on PMS. We're not focused on getting high. This right here, we're focused on another product right here. This is going to be straight up like, severe arthritis pain. We're mm-hmm. focused on arthritis, not getting high. Mm-hmm. This over here is antidepressant. We're not focused on getting antidepressant. Mm-hmm. This is a bath bomb. We're trying to, you know, do something as far as for your eczema or, you know, dry, irritated skin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends. You know, it's all about a niche. And um, if you're out here selling dabs, you're going to get, you know, get that whole, you know, bad stigma that you're trying to get people high. Yeah. If you're out here selling, you know, uh, donuts, you're trying to get a lot of people by, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a, it goes to a lot of different ways. So it's all about how you see it. 
Um, but yeah, man, that's the whole reason why we're out here trying to get a really different kind of approach on it. You know, we're out there first Friday and uh, we take that nano water that you bought. I remember mm-hmm. you came and saw me that second time yeah. and you had it every time I die shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, shout outs to those guys. Um, but uh, I remember you took the water and I forgot to tell you that we take that water, that nano amplified hemp water and we freeze it and then we go ahead and put it through a ice shredder and we make snow cones or raspas out oh, of them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man, we started doing them and we put a little bit of, you know, chamoy, we go and sprinkle a little bit of the Lucas on top of it, but we have like tiger's blood, we have orange creamsicle and it's just about doing different things, you know? Um, so that's that, that separates, you know, certain people from other people, but I respect everybody that does their own thing at the end of the day. It's all about the niche. Mm-hmm. So, um, the CBDB thing definitely is the independent alternative niche to things, you know. That's awesome, man. And, like, it sounds like you're very passionate about this stuff. And uh, we were talking earlier, like, you're very hands-on and you're very, uh, I guess, picky about who you work with, who you're promoting on stuff. Like, right. you like to be hands-on. Like, that's part of your, biz- your business model as well. Like, uh-huh. you want to, you know, be honest and, you know, give people honest products and stuff. So, is that, like, hard to, like weed through you know what you want to push not push i guess that's kind of a bad way to say oh man it. i get all you types of stuff promote, and it's it's you know? cool like you know as far as like a cbd stuff like man they send me all types of stuff mel day's fun i mean i got some stuff in the mail the other day called giraffe nuts i call marcel <laughs> oh, you never guess what we got he's like what giraffe nuts you ready for these nuts and he just starts <laughs> laughing but giraffe nuts is actually um and, and this is like a, a plug for them so shout outs to them that, it's actually caramel and uh i hate caramel man i went to cleveland uh when i was really really young uh we went to canon ohio and i ate so much uh you know fucking caramel that i hate it for life but i tried the caramel and it legit works but it's just certain things that don't work here you know like hot cocoa you know everybody don't want cocoa down here it's so uh, hot majority of the time you know yeah. um but there's different things that do work you know like i'm about to come out with uh, i got with these people from florida we got a jerky line that's coming up and uh, we also got cashews and nuts because some people are like man i don't like sweets and i'm like you're right i don't like sweets either you know uh let's get something a little bit different so we got trail mix yeah of uh, dried mangoes um, and then I'm going to start doing some of these uh, in Fiesta, during Fiesta time, we're going to introduce our new uh, Picosito belts that are going to have, you know, the Lucas and the Chamoy and them like that. So we're going to start trying to work with those with Alamo uh, candy, you know, products to be able to do those. So it's going to be fun. That's cool. So mm-hmm. you were mentioning how, you know, you, you're not looking to do a store like it's better to do like these this pop up shop. Right. Stuff. Right. Like it's working for you. Like take the product. For sure. For sure. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, you know, the way that you start seeing things in L.A. and in Austin, you need to bring that stuff here. You know, people are like, man, keep saying Antonio Lame. I'm like, man, shut up. You know, it takes uh, people to move mountains. It takes people to make things happen. So you go to Austin, you know, especially during South by Southwest, you see it. Man, we're only set up for four hours, two hours, four hours at a time. You know, uh, people misconstrued the whole idea of a pop-up shop i'm gonna be here at limited time only mm-hmm. you're gonna come see me before i sell out of my shit mm-hmm. so that's how we do it you know we're gonna pop up and that's why i do so, social media so so well is because you know uh you see it and it's a word of mouth it's a domino effect man i drove all the way out here from colleen because my cousin told me that these you know um, gummies are mean you know i love them and i don't like to be high i don't like the way paranoia is mm-hmm. but my body hurts mm-hmm. so they do it and they come out here and um now after you know since we started at the end of last year to now we start having the customers coming back and you start seeing them and you're like look man last time i saw you look how bad my skin was look how good it is now and you're like damn girl like yeah that's what it's all about like making a difference and seeing it work you know that's what it's about that's cool yeah i did get one of those bath bombs uh, Mm -hmm. for my wife and uh you know she she used it used a bath and all that stuff the one thing that that you got to clean it afterwards because 
Like I went in and tried to take a shower uh-huh. afterwards. I almost fucking broke my neck. You know, the tub was so slippery. Oh, so slippery? Yeah. So you like rub the tub yeah. down after it, you do it. It depends on what kind of tub you have also, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you have those like, you know, hard plastic or like those um, really like steel ones, those ones are going to be a little bit different. You know, what I do is I don't really take baths. Like I'm a shower guy. I'm kind of on the go. But what I do is when I chill and watch like Netflix or I'm watching like Sopranos or, you know, something like that, I just get a big old bucket and I just throw it in here. And I'll give you this one today. This one's going to be a Giorgio Armani fragrance that we got it's called aqua de gio um and um it's really awesome for the fact that you can just put your feet in and just chill gets rid of all that dead skin cells you know guys take care of your feet bro for real for real uh, that's that's really real um because that's like one of the biggest parts of your body you know uh, some guys you know need to take care of it because it's just like you know stuff underneath your cuticles this stuff gets underneath it not only if you're on your feet all day gets rid of that inflammation that's really a big thing you know people need to take care of what they got bro because yeah, you're, you're only here for you're only here for so long. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool, man. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, other stuff you go, you want to talk about. So before we, we switch gears and stuff, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, how do people find out about the store, where you're yeah. set up at? So uh, we have a website called www.mycbdb.com. Um, and then you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, it's going to be mycbdb. Um, we also got the Facebook rolling around, too. But the best way to get us is on the Instagram. We'll be out there at South by Southwest doing a couple of things. Uh, we're actually going to be trying to introduce a lubricant here pretty soon. So we're trying to go ahead and uh, allow people to have a better climax for the spring break uh, time and uh, rolling into Fiesta. So that's going to be another little cool thing. Uh, and we also got a couple other products that we're going to be introducing pretty shortly. Wow, that's cool, man. That's yeah. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, the last time we met, uh, you know, you know, said I had the Every Time I Die shirt yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, we bonded a little bit. Yeah, that caught me right off the bat. Like, the moment I see someone, I'm just like, yeah, like, we're just hardcore kids trying to give an alternative. Like, and people, like, they, 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 they mess with it, you know? And people are like, I don't even know anybody down here. Like, where did I find out about shows, you yeah. know? So, I mean, you, you got a couple bands going on. You yeah. want to, you know, yeah. want to talk on that? So, uh, yeah, I've been in bands all my whole my whole life since I was like 15 years old. I grew up on the west side of San Antonio, and uh, I was in a, a youth youth crew uh, band called First Round Knockout back in the day. And we were basically 14, 15-year-olds getting a chance to play in, you know, Houston at Fall Court. Remember back in the day, you know, shout out to Dawson City and those dudes for allowing us to, you know, get opportunities to play with people because they would bring all the shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be the ones that would actually curate things. So I was in that band and then later on uh, started another band called Living later down with some of the other guys, which was a little bit more kind of a jam rock, stoner rock, uh, skate rock band that was really dope. You can see all this on YouTube. You just type in First Round Knockout on YouTube, uh, THXC and then also living um l-i-v-i-n you could check that out san antonio but those are just two bands that we started out and then i later on started playing with bitter end who are my friends who um later went on to do greatness with death wish records mm-hmm. um and um they were in another band called tape prevail and we all grew up together and basically we would throw our own shows i used to you know tell my mom i'm this is how i was when i was younger was my mom was always working you know um, my dad and them were split up so i was with my mom and my grandmother lived two houses down so on the weekends i would invite my friends over and we would practice at my house and we created bands like it was we was going to gabe's garage gabe's garage so one time i told my mom i was like hey i'm gonna have some friends come over and we're gonna have a little show and you know maybe like 15 20 people you know dude i had 85 people in my backyard bro yeah. my mom's on a date in the 
front of the house like watching a movie and this guy's probably like dude like you need to control your kids like he's fucking out of control you know but um you know uh we were in the back and i would you know charge people a small little fee to come to my backyard and i had like with all sincerity colleagues fell upon scriptures from a separate heart all these bands they would prevail at the time who would later on become better bands you know in time um and uh, it was tight, bro. And that's what it was all about, was just doing it yourself. And that's what I've always, you know, done is took that DIY and the PMA, you know, b- like bands like Chromags and Bad Brains. You know, I talk about PMA. It's a really positive mind and attitude that allows you to do things, you know. Yeah. And uh, with, you know, you, every good comes, you know, some type of success. And it just depends on what you do with that, you know. And, you know, things like this come about. I'm take every you know moment i can to talk about those types of things as far as being positive growing up in a place that's not really so positive you know on the west side so we started doing bands i later on um you know ended up breaking my finger when we we're about to go on tour with a bitter end i went to go and help my friend tommy's dad um mr zapata he's a really really uh famous artist from san antonio named jesse zapata and um we went to go and paint some windows and we're out in gonzalez texas and i'm painting these windows and he painted like uh like santa claus you know you got to paint santa claus's beard you know uh-huh. i grew up with nothing but graph writers in in at, at thomas jefferson high school so like i just would just paint you know i got into painting i was never really good with whole drawing shit but i could fill it in you know so i was painting bro and my foot fell through the earth because there was some type of like ditch that was in front of this window that was covered by some board mm. i don't know bro i'm 19 years old at the time i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> so my leg falls through the earth my hands go to break my fall my my hands go down my finger index finger left hand slider boom into the earth broken bro did i know it was broken no i just wrapped it up and kept on painting then i end up going about maybe an hour later and i look at my my finger and i'm like oh my gosh it looks like there's a ball in it i'm like it's broken i'm done you know so i tell my mom like she's like go to the hospital and there's something to call me you know so i go to some emergency room in gonzalez texas they break my hand back into place and they put me in a sling. I got to call my homeboy, Daniel Rosen, uh, and be like, hey, man, I, I ain't going to be able to play with y'all no more. You know, I've done fucked myself uh, that up. That was right before the tour? Yeah, that was right before they were about to, we were about to go to California. And then later on, they ended up going to Australia and then it was just over. Then there was just like, you know, Climate of Fear and then all the other albums started coming out and everything. So they uh, ended up being fucking one of the best, you know, Texas hardcore bands for sure, for sure. And, you know, my homeboy definitely deserved it and he had a good run. Um, now he's all he's all into other things, and he does a really good uh, program here that in San Antonio called Dude to One Zero. Um, but yeah, peace to Daniel Rosen. He definitely was very influential with putting me on the bands that I never knew about because he was from Helotus. So he'd come through and he'd have a trunk full of shirts, floor punch shirts. I was like, I don't even know the fuck floor punch was, you know. As first round knockout, we covered floor punch, we covered Gorilla Biscuits, we covered, um, you know, the Misfits, we covered uh, Warzone, you know, yeah. R.I.P. Rabies. And this is just like us growing up on, on the west side, you know, loving these bands. And, you know, I finally grew up, got to, you know, uh, finally see Madball and, you know, when you finally grow up and you get money, you want to do what you wanted when you were younger that you weren't able to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was really young, I read a book after high school by Gene Simmons called uh, Kiss, uh, was it uh, Drug, Sex, Rock and Roll and Kiss? Mm-hmm. And it was a fucking badass book. And Gene Simmons, man, you know, he's he's a special individual. Like, he definitely would tell you, don't ever get married until you're like 33 because mm-hmm. you haven't really 
fully gone to your full exponential, you know, and, you know, try not to get married and try not to spend your money. You know, homeboy never did any drugs, never drank, you know, yeah. that's how he was able to see a lot of his success and kisses the best band ever in the world because of it. All business, all business, bro. And that's why I look after guys like that, because you are who you hang around with, you know, um, you know, it's, it's books like that and books like The Alchemist that help people become really good, you know, individuals as far as entrepreneurs and to understand, you know, that, you know, there's a certain way of life, you know, so. When I read that book, I was like, damn, you know, I'm not going to do nothing until I'm 33, you know. The Bible says Jesus died at 33, so I give up my life at 33 for somebody else. I'm 30 years old now, and I, I don't, I'm not ashamed to say it because I've done so much stuff. But, you know, two years ago, we started up Empires, which is basically, you know, every band that I've ever wanted to do. Uh, very Madball influential, very uh, New York hardcore influential uh, with some of my best friends. You know, shout out to my boy uh, J-Rock and my buddy Rob Sharp and... Uh, Greg Notorious and uh, you know my homeboy JJ for sure from Pinata Protest. Um, they, these are d definitely uh, guys who have all been in really good bands, Sudden Death, and we basically just started this like all star band. We're just trying to come back with it. We started playing everywhere. You know, we did the Grown Fest. Shout out to the people in Houston, GAMC. Um, these people have always been, you know, around and they've seen us, you know, kind of flourish and be in the people. And for me to go back there and they remember me from the first round knockout days and back in the days, like, man, your hardcore never leaves you. You know, it always comes back around. And that's a family, bro. Like you, if you if you astray and you go all the way around and you come back and people are still like, man, open arms, hugs and stuff. That's love, bro. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of family, you know, um, my mom died, you know, two uh, about two years ago. Yeah, already. And um I got really into, you know, uh, looking for, you know, other options for traditional medicine. And here I am with the CBD game. And here I am with, you know, empires. And um, you know, a lot of my buddies who I did grow up with, including the guys from With All Sincerity, who I keep talking about, um, I've, you know, come back full circle and I'm, I'm back with these guys. You know, my best friend Julian Trevino, um, he put me onto a lot of good music. And he was the original guitar player for With All Sincerity. Mm -hmm. And I became friends with his friends. And now his friends are, you know, my friends too. And I don't really talk to my homeboy as much as I would love to other than text. But he's doing really well, got a full family. But my other guys, you know, like Greg Rivera and Adolfo Costa, like those guys are my bros. Like I've known them since I was like 19 years old. So it's like my family and my brothers. And now I'm playing in, in With All Sincerity, which is a band who, you know, put me, um, you know, um, into a better light as a kid looking forward to having, you know, local role models, you know. Like I told you when we were talking before, is uh, I went to an all-boys school in Holy Cross on the west side where all the streets were named after, like, saints. Yeah. And they would ask you, like, okay, we want you to a theology class. They're like, today you're going to talk about, you know, uh, community role model figures, you know, somebody you look up to. And I was like, man, I look up to, you know, I look up to the guys from Was. I look up to Greg Rivera from Was, you know, my homeboy Greg Was. Because um, he was a dude that, you know, was from where I was from, but started, like, getting on the internet and using AIM, like, the right way back in the day. You remember the little door would open, it would be AIM. Yeah. You got mail well yeah. dude the homeboy would just like you know send people the right things and you know he cur he curated a lot of stuff for you know metalcore in san antonio he had this one um you know venue uh that was a meat market in balcones heights called the metal room they had shows way back in the day first show uh hardcore show everyone to seven angels seven plagues figure four it was there in the metal room wow, it's yeah. it's right there but the i don't know yet you're yeah. right there in the corner and that was an old venue bro and they went through all these shows and well, didn't they do a show too at that uh there was a like a tire yeah, shop, yeah right? the yeah. tire shop so I went to that one right 4g's tire shop yeah. epic a lot of stuff right next to the dps office in balconia sites on babcock yeah they had a lot of bands that played there all of these bands who ended up being really big like between the barrier to me as it lay dying red cord um you know some of my favorite bands a little bit less known but mental uh righteous jams but desperate measures i think uh 
a lot of other bands came through there and it was cool man because like we said like that's that diy like fuck it you got uh you got an extension cord you got power okay we're gonna go and do a show right here yeah. and kids would be singing along no fights everybody was cool it was about like if you got hit you move the fuck out the way if you if you got hit you know you go dance a little bit harder you know you go to work tomorrow and you you got some battle scars and that's really what's about yeah. um so yeah man those were really uh influential people in my time that allowed me to kind of grow up and like i said you know there's not a lot of like you know latino role models especially in san antonio so uh now that i'm you know older i like do everything i can to be you know i've always never wanted to leave san antonio because a real man takes care of his family and i've done that um my mom you know was the last kind of thing that i really had you know and i have my little brother and he's good we're 10 years apart so it's like he's like my son i'm like yo you're gonna be ready to go and sell some merch you know we're gonna go do some shows you know yeah. and it's all family orientated so it's cool and um you know with all sincerity um now i'm i'm in with all sincerity and we did a couple of shows um last year that really kind of kind of put us on the right foot now we got four other shows coming up and we're going to be playing at south by southwest on st patty's day that's going to be at the independence brewery so uh, you could come and see us out there in Austin. That's going to be on uh, March 17th. And then uh, March 16th, we're going to be playing here at the Guillotine, which is the old sanctuary. That place uh, just opened up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, man, I've always loved that venue. I was in a, yeah, it was a great place. I was in Bitter End. I played with Agnostic Front there one time. It was so awesome. I mean, there was a lot of other bands that came through there, like 25 to Life and um, ISIS and, man, a lot of other bands that people don't even know that that was even a venue but now that that place is back open it's like dude let's do some stuff here it's the same layout like it was when it was yeah, a sanctuary yeah like, it, like two kind of, it was like two right, different rooms right you remember that front room they kind of like closed it off and they made it into like a storage room but that little bar still there uh-huh. and then um, on the opposite side where there was that Petticoat Junction. I remember going there a long time ago. I saw like Cephalix Carnage there and like Gym Class Heroes and Psalm One a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, it's like a Tahano little spot there. But then if you go back to the front bar and then you go back to the back place, that's all like the open like venue. It's yeah. super cool. And then they got these like steps that lead up in the front of the stage that are kind of different, but they kind of remind me of like a like an Egyptian temple or like a like a kind of Aztec temple where you got to like kind of walk up all these stairs. But yeah, we'll have fun, bro. Uh, we're playing with Die Young, and those have been really good homies from of, of mine growing up. You know, Daniel Young has been, you know, he is Finer Truth. You know, if you remember the band called Finer Truth back in the day, but uh, these guys, you know, they've been around for a long time, and they've always had different bands, but Die Young has always been a really, really big band for Texas hardcore and metal, and now they're metal than ever, you know, but uh, also members of Will to Live and that, and... Um, they're going to be playing with us. It's Diane Young, uh, DSGN from Austin, who used to be in a band called Thumbscrew, uh-huh. members of them. They're going to be playing with us here on that uh, Friday night. That's the 16th of March with, with all sincerity. So that should be pretty fun, man. That's cool, man. You got a lot of stuff coming up with your business and with music, man. You're a busy guy. I try to be, man. And You're then I, I got the DJ stuff, too, that I don't even talk about because that's just the home of the world. But, yeah, uh, I've been... Uh, What's the DJ stuff? So I go by bit? DJ Freeverse. I've been DJing for, like, about uh, almost 10 years now, eight eight to 10 years. Um, but uh, basically, I, I did a radio show on KSYM for two years called Coming Up Clean. Prior to that, I've always recorded artists, and one of the artists being Mad One, also uh, the West Side, uh, the Pride of the West Side, uh, Apasso, who's actually out in uh, Portland right now. He was actually, uh, 
I was going to go up to with him now to Portland, but I just got done closing a deal for CBDBs, and um, this is the first I've actually told uh, really anything anything public is that uh, we're going to be doing a pop up now in Houston too. So I got a, uh, people that bought in to us in Houston. So I decided not to go to Portland to go and play with Apostle, stay here in San Antonio to wrap that up. So now it's going to be Houston and, and San and San Antonio. So it's called CBDB H Town. CBDB and, and San Antonio is always going to be Alamo. So it's going to be cool, man. I don't know. Maybe we get an Austin one popping up in the future. Yeah. We're, we're going to go out there next month, and that's really where we're going to kind of kill it with South by Southwest. And there's a lot of good things. You can follow me personally at DJ Freeverse. That's F R E V E R S E, DJ Freeverse on, uh, on Instagram. But yeah, I got a lot of the a lot of the cool uh, South by Southwest stuff, which is really different. You going to South by this year? No, nah, not this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a clusterfuck, bro. You know, so I'm really happy that uh, Was isn't playing downtown and that in that in uh, that madness. Uh, our homies in Extent uh, Music are going to be down there downtown playing on that Saturday, also at twelve o'clock. I believe that's going to be at the Dizzy Rooster. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to be um, we're going to be at playing at nine o'clock on that Saturday. Are those bad shows? Or are they free to like the? No, no, no. These are unofficial shows, which are good. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like. like I got I got my my bag right here. I've done um you know several times DJing um at the South by Southwest. So yeah. I, my buddy Dub Six. I went on tour with Dub Six uh, on Warp Tour. We did Warp Tour several years, and then I used to DJ for a dude named Franchise from Austin also. Um, and we did like Snoop Dogg. We went on tour with Snoop Dogg. I tried to smoke with Snoop Dogg one time. That is uh, that's ridiculously uh, impossible. You yeah. got a better chance with chilling with Obama, you know. Um, but Snoop Dogg, man, he got two buses. Um, we got to chill with DJ Battle Cat, which was really cool. And he's a really good West Coast producer. You know, he came out with uh, You Can Freak It by Corrupt. Um, but I'm a big hip hop head and I love uh, records. You know, uh, me and my buddies, we have a record store down here off of 1010 uh, South Florida. It's called South Town Vinyl. You can come in there and see us. We got all types of different uh, vinyl options. And also, um, we sell Pioneer uh, turntables as well as some people's, um, you know, uh, techniques. If you're looking for the old school techniques, uh, turntables, we have those also. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So it's a cool little shop. It's, man. it's like fun, that. bro. It's like a dream come true. Like growing up, you wanted to work in a record store, but you just don't want to work in like a shitty one, you know? Yeah. And my boy, they definitely kill it with the house selection they also have really good taste in you know everything as far as man if you're looking for it we got we even got metal records in there um come and see us man it's fun cool man well thanks again for coming on uh, thank you brother we'll i appreciate it again man like uh, this business is gonna take off especially with uh, you know spreading out to houston yeah 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 i'm gonna uh, le- leave you with some stuff man for so you and your wife can try out yeah for sure thank you for your time and it was fun bro yeah man we'll catch up again after this thank Best you man on everything man yeah keep it san antonio turn up see y'all later